What is up? Stoked for Applebee's today. <laughs> Wait. Oh, yeah, you're right. This episode is coming out. That's right. Today. Today. Yes. <laughs> Every episode comes out today, if you think today. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically, right? Yeah. We've got seven days of today. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Uh, Applebee's, uh, or Applesby, depending on where, right. you know, your uh, pronunciation, uh, yeah, is happening today, tonight. Yeah, so stoked to hang with friends and uh, yes, and forget our worries. Um, I'm back to my old notes format. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the spreadsheet did not work out. Well, huh? what happens is, so if you duplicate a, if you duplicate a Google Doc, whether it be a doc or a spreadsheet, you can tell it keep all notes, right? Um, right. And notes, I use notes a lot. Like it's the option Apple M. To, to so like for this it says recorded at Capital Studios and I have a note with Capital Studios so I don't have to make my notes like a billion pages long and I click on that and I'm like oh strings were recorded at Capital Studios I see that okay um, now if I were to do what I wanted to do with Google Sheets and delete all my previous week's notes it does not delete the n- note that I annotated to a cell so. I, I, it's just, it, it's like a double step process as opposed to in Google Docs. <laughs> if I delete text that has a note on it, the note is gone. Right. So, correct. I don't know. I'm just back to it. That's okay. Yeah. You know what? Well, you tried it and we found out what doesn't work, right? Yeah. Just like Edison and the light bulb, except we're, we had the right idea to be, <laughs> right. Yeah. Or at least, at least an idea that worked. Yeah. That works well enough. Um, and I, you know, I, I think it was, um, we had a little bit of a light bulb moment when I said that I duplicate that previous albums track oh yeah i've been doing that this the yeah yeah saves more time so good um yes but yeah yeah, this this comes out at midnight uh in the evening pacific coast time we will be enjoying ourselves enjoying a riblet plate or platter depending on how into the into riblets everyone is yeah uh i you know i know i i plug the the discord so much but there's it's such a cool group of people that i just have to say that if you haven't joined it or at least stepped in we've had some people that that have stepped in checked it out said oh this is a cool community maybe check in every now and then but as far as jimmy world goes the podcast goes uh making new friends that have like like minds uh it's a great place to go and you know me with with my emojis man i uh we have had so many good conversations so many inside jokes that go back months and months oh yeah and when we're all firing on all cylinders it's i mean you got to be quick and uh, sometimes if you just jump in, you, you got to kind of like uh, get your bearings and, and kind of feel the vibe, see what people are talking about, maybe ask a few questions and say, what the hell are you guys laughing at? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I get it. You hear the same joke over and over again. Not that it's not funny, but, you know, it's just like Reddit where you don't really say, ha, ha, ha. I would throw my the, the crying face emoji like this is this is funny. Right? Yes. But even that one, even that one gets kind of tiresome right it's like all right oh justin's here with the smiley face the crying smiley face what's what you know how original and depending on how i'm feeling like emojis are honestly my my the best way that i can emote especially when i'm on the run and i'm just seeing you guys converse in like a nice thread and i just want to chime in it's it's nice to be able to throw an emoji on something but i it, it kind of like falls on deaf ears after a while when it's just like oh yeah you know just put putting these emojis on so i try to mix it up there's a lot of people that have, you know, you, you get a little deep with the emoji. Like this emoji is is only used on rare occasions. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, and it, it makes it more special. Like there's, 
I mean, for a while we were doing like the comet. You've you've thrown in the peach every now and then. I love the peach. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but um, you know, just really liking something, you can always throw in the normal. Like if you're on Instagram and you double click something, you've got that little red heart, and it's cute and everything. But it kind of uh, it it it, it kind of gets lost in in the in the noise of everything else. So you try to be original, but me because I want to be the first one with that emoji, I got to be real quick with it. So. <laughs> And, and it's it's very nice. I, iOS, and I believe um, Android is the same way. They have recently used emojis, which is helpful. You can go in there, click one of them, and just think it. For me, I've got the, the crying face emoji. I've got the chef's kiss in there. Um, but, like, let's say I really like something, and I want to throw, like, a black heart on it or an orange heart on it or something. Or they've, they've even got that radiating heart. Um, but those don't go in my recent because I use them so rarely. So I'm sitting there struggling, scrolling down the list. I'm like, is it in people? Is it in hands? It's not in recent. Is it in shapes? Is it in some kind of other thing? Find it buried in shapes. The perfect one. It's that triple heart. It's got the radiated heart in there. It's like, this is the one that I want. This is going to show how much I appreciate this post. And I got to admit, man, 15, 20 seconds later, it was worth it. But the heart was hard to find. <laughs> Oh, boy. This is Jimmy Epod. <laughs> I think you knew where I was going with that from the very, oh, very yeah. beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Clear as day. Clear as day, David. So good. <laughs> from Invented, track one of 12. For some reason, when I did, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, what we did, the. It's been a long time since we did an Invented track, by the way. Yes. Uh, it has been longer now since the last invented track than it was to do the last invented track since the beginning of the pod. Does that make sense? It's been 50 yeah, did you something make the episodes same, or something. Did you make the same comment about, oh, was it Ghostbusters or? Oh, I did make this comment recently where, right? where it was interesting. We're further removed now. Oh, uh, for uh, Wedding Singer. That's what it was. Wedding Singer. Was not <laughs> 10 years removed from the decade in which it was uh, uh, parodying, yet we're double that, almost yeah, triple wow. that now, because I think that's a 98 release. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, so we're 25 years removed from that almost. 20, yeah. Yeah, three years removed. So yes, yeah. David, after you making that comment, this one makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so the last one we did was mixtape, and I had track, I think I said it was track six of 17, and I I don't know yet. Uh, I, I probably just breezed on through it. Um, but uh, I was like, there's not, what what 17 track version of Invented is there? I suppose, you know, I better check iTunes. I better check Apple Music um, because watch, there's going to be an Invented Deluxe Edition with 17 tracks on it. You're damn uh, right there is. Oh, thank it's you. It's got for... Aeneas on oh, there okay. too, I believe. Okay, so okay, so the bonus track version has 17 tracks, but it's track 1 yeah. of 12 on the regular release. 3 of 6 if you're t- counting the 2013 iTunes Festival uh, release. Yahoo. Produced by Mark Trombino and Jimmy World. Recorded at Unit 2 in Tempe. Uh, also, Capitol Studios were the strings, and this includes oh, strings. And additional recording by Mark Trombino at his house. Release date, September 28th, 2010. Written by Jimmy World. The Jimmy World is the artist. And there is a full-on crew uh, that I will give uh, credit to now. The administrator of the string sessions was Shari Sutcliffe. Arranged by uh, uh, and conducted by David Campbell. 
The cello is Steve Richards. The contractor was Susie Katayama, who we know from yes. Clarity, uh, recorded by Paul Smith and Wesley Seidman. Uh, and violin was Geraldo Hilara, Josefina Vergara, Michelle Richards, and Tammy Hotwan. And vocals <laughs> uh, by Courtney Marie Andrews is a guest vocal. So a big... Big showing to open up this album. Uh, yes. Invented. The label is Interscope. Um, and I got this. Uh, the phonographic copyright. So the, the label that put out the vinyl is DGC Records. Mm -hmm. uh, notable high note of A4 and G4. Notable low notes of D3 and C sharp 3. Uh, I don't have a demo, but I did find them recording the uh video and i didn't set up a watch together yet do you have uh that youtube link that i had sent you earlier uh, the invented string section yes you bet and i've got it queued up ready to go sweet if you want to go and play that that's the closest thing we have to a demo of this track here we go I don't even know where this is in the song or if this is them just warming up because this sounds great. Yeah. So this is right at the instrumental break. So Christ, I know, I know. Ooh. Gosh, now who the okay. fuck writes that? <laughs> so that is at the instrumental break. I tried, you know, I, you said you were ready at ten, right at ten, like you said, and I was like, I'm working on something. I tried to sync this up. Oh, um, oh, so it, it did not come out. Let's listen to it because it does kind of sound okay. I'm digging your mix, dude. Oh my gosh. This yeah. is so good. <laughs> so it's a little bit early, but... And it gets off. So I think yeah, what we bummer. have, well, and it's okay because I think what they're doing in the invented string section session is that they are they're practicing a bit. Because if you notice that in this in that instrumental break in the song, there's that that very note noteworthy. Yes. Okay, they do that twice at full volume in this session, but on the actual track they do a lower version first so mm. they the tempo is a little different they must have changed that in the end i couldn't get it perfectly lined up but you can just it, you can hear that when that's more prominent it definitely adds to this song yeah and, and it's hard to say because 
I remembered when they had posted this. This was posted August 6th of 2010. And I remembered that they had said the album was in mixing and all this stuff. And then they posted this out of nowhere in 2010. And first of all, I went nuts over it. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Um, I don't remember why. I thought this was at Sunset Sound. And I have a bit of audio when I've talked about it in the past. Um, But I was like, wait, why are they still recording right now? So it's very possible that this was not recorded August 6th, 2010, especially if now we know that the tempo is maybe a little different or or something. Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting. Now, that's not to say, I mean, Mark likes to work analog, but Mark also was a pioneer of, you know, uh, using a little bit of. Yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, did they just did they rate stretch it down to fit the new BPM or. Yeah. Is it are they are like, they just it's, it's, warming up? Like is the, are they not even recording right there? It yeah, and it could very well be that's the case. Is maybe that's why they're videoing. Is like we got some time, we can capture this without distracting them, without distracting David, um, or whoever was conducting there. And because uh, it just sounds like there's it sounds Backstab. fine, and then there's a part <laughs> <laughs> there's a part where it drags a little bit, and I'm like, okay, maybe this. I it didn't matter where I put it; it was just it would drag after a second or yeah. so. So. I don't know. Um, I have a lot to say about this. Did you have the? Were you done with those stats there? Uh, they they played it seventy seven times live, um, and the first time they played it was April twentieth, twenty thirteen. Most recently, they played it November seventeenth, twenty fourteen, at the Forum Theater in uh, Melbourne, Australia. Uh, twenty thirteen was at Fingerprints Music in Long Beach, uh, and then I have some Scrabbles information. I uh, Scrabbled okay. this forty four times myself. Okay, <laughs> um, all right, over so. the years. Now, uh, I have mentioned how much I enjoy Invented. I, I feel like it, like with a lot of their albums, there's a time and a place for each one. Yep. Tops, Futures, um, it bounces around. You know, Clarity's a, a, a close second. But it's tough to say what my third favorite is. I think based on my Scrabbles, that's a good indicator. I've got 102 Scrabbles for this. Whoa, and yeah, The dude. reason why I think it's a good indicator is because this is the album starter. So I, this, yeah. that means that I went in and actually wanted to play that album. Totally, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got over a hundred scrabbles um, with this one. I I really enjoy this album. And there's a comment that I have here from B Skiffington on song meanings, which and their comment was from September 25th, 2010. So a few days before this was officially released, probably some kind of leaked version or another. Or maybe they listened to this other version. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but they said weird song to open an album with. It's all right though. Now right. I think you can. I, I would get that statement. I would say, okay, all right. If you're expecting Futures, if you're expecting Bleed American. However, this is a different album. Remember, yes. this is uh, the friendly reminder that this whole album is a concept album based on photography or photos and uh, each track being its own closed narrative. Not like Damage where there's some sort of overarching theme that you can glean from it. This one is definitely um, these, little, these little modular tracks. So this one opening... The album, when you, for example, let me let me tell you this, my notes here. When the first chorus hits, that's when the strings come in. Yeah. When the the verse, the second verse comes in, the bass drops out, and then we go to Zach four on the floor with the claps. This song has such a buildup that you, if you're if you're getting stuck on the fact that it's like it's a clappy song and maybe Jim's starting out in his lower register. Okay, I get it. Maybe you're not going to give it a chance. But when you actually look at it from the outside and you see all the pieces that this thing um, is assembled with, you you can go, okay, this is a damn good album opener. Just like Mixtape is a freaking badass album closer, 
heart is hard to find is uh, is worthy, in my opinion. Yeah. I, yeah. I just wanted to say that. Be Skiffington. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there a way for me to see the... I want to. Is there a way for me to see my most listened to Jimmy Eat World song? This is my 165th most listened to song of all time. Uh, yes. Let's see. That's that, those are top tracks. What are my top tracks? Here How many go. total scrabbles do you have for Jimmy Eat World? 3,477. 3,400. Yeah. Okay. But Jimmy World. Remember, mine was correct. Yeah. Scrabbles 3,477. I have 94 okay. albums and 287 tracks for them. So, you know, metadata okay. uh, is a little all over the place. My most scrabbled track from them is Futures. And yeah, I mean, I oh, no, this album, 350 scrabbles from Futures. But uh, this is my ninth most scrabbled Jimmy Eat World song. So how so I can see I can see top tracks like the middle is the top. How are you seeing the ones? Click on your uh, scrabble oh. if you're logged in where it says scrabbles. Yeah. That's your number, and go. if you click that, it'll give you your album gotcha. most streamed oh. and tracks most streamed. So for gotcha. me, this so, Evan is my number one uh, scrabbled. And I'm, then, I'm sure there's other people out there that have higher numbers, but I've got fourteen thousand six hundred forty-four total scrabbles. Um, clarity at. Two twenty one hundred scrabbles, and then my tracks top track. They're all from Clarity. <laughs> Lucky Denver Min is at four hundred and sixty four. <laughs> so it's uh, definitely I, I could tell you futures, but from from sheer numbers, it looks like I uh, I prefer Clarity. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I wish my scrabbles yeah. were more. I mean, you can tell I, yeah. like I had a big drop off in like from twenty thirteen down to twenty. 17 i go from you know 387 scrabbles down to 63 i just my scrabble game was was weak yeah <laughs> it was weak what the hell happened in, what was your worst year uh well my worst year for jimmy world was 2017 my worst year of all time let's see because my my worst year for jimmy world was 2015 with only 162 scrabbles my worst scrabbled year is 2020 with 1,800 huh. scrabbles for the entire year. Prior to that was 2017 with 3,500 scrabbles for the huh. whole year. My most, 2013 with 13,000 scrabbles. Jeezy, creates man. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> I remember for a long time I was chasing after Brandon Bonfiglio's numbers because his numbers were just insane. But I think he had yeah, items so running and, all day. Him and Addison, I always felt like, how are you at like 100,000 scrabbles, yeah. buddy? And yeah. <laughs> And that was like hundred thousand was in like two thousand and eight. So yeah. I don't even know if he still scrabbles, but yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely a, a. This is a big album of mine. Do you want me to go ahead and go through the lyrics now? Please, yeah. Let's. All right, let's do this. These are cool lyrics here. So start verse one. I can't compete with the clear eyes of strangers. I'm more and more replaced by my friends each night. Really cool pacing with the with yes. all those words, and that's a two big lines right there. That's a that's a hefty couple of uh, lines. Yeah, two sentences worth right there. I can't compete with the clear eyes of strangers. I'm more and more replaced by my friends each night. Uh, I think the clear eyes. When I think of clear eyes, wow, <laughs> clear eyes, <laughs> moisturize. Wow. That's Ben Stein. <laughs> ben Stein still that's alive. Right. I think so. Uh, when I think of clear eyes, I think the opposite of clear eyes is bloodshot or red. Whether or not clear mm -hmm. eyes means clarity and I can see, but I think that bloodshot or red um, is the opposite of this. And in this case, I think the person 
is walking down the street. Maybe this photo has a picture of somebody crying. And mm. uh, so and I'm more and more replaced by my friends each night. Maybe they're also becoming more disconnected and other friends are taking their place in the social circle or they're letting their friends kind of take the place. Or even even more them. macro than that. I can't complete compete with the clear eyes of strangers. I'm more and more replaced by my friends each night. Let's say he's in a group of friends. He's the last to be seen by somebody from outside the group meeting this group for the first time. He is the le- the one of most inconsequence. Does that make sense? Ah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the one that is uh, overlooked the most. Yes. Uh, and then again, the reiteration here of I can't compete. I just can't recover. And it seems like at this point, if that is the case, like let's say they're, they're the ones that are overlooked most of the time, they're pretty down on themselves and they're low on confidence or self-esteem. And these last, I feel like these last three lines here in the verse go together. So how many years it's been, it's day one in my mind. That's the first step each time. And I feel like they're saying here, this is the problem that they've been dealing with. And it's been there for a long time. This this uh, this issue that they have where they're the ones that are overlooked and, and um, just kind of brushed off. They can't beat it. And every day feels like they're starting over. And perhaps since it feels out of their control... The best that they can do is say that they're taking that first step toward being happier. That's the first step each time. It's day one. You know, I'm going to start fresh again. I'm going to. I'm just going to take this like, uh, like it's like in sobriety. This is day one. That's what I was going to say. Uh, you got the word recover. You've got day right. one. You got years, which are very important to uh, yeah to those in that community. And we know that Jim's familiar with the community. So, um, uh. I would, and even first step, you got to step in there. You know what I mean? Like there's so many, uh, not red flags, but you know what I mean? Like a cues here. Yeah. Uh, And then, and then we go into the chorus. So now the strings come in. We've still got those claps and Jim is still, he's in this mid register now. So he's gone from verse one where he, I can't compete. So he's definitely in that lower register. Doesn't step out of it until we get into the chorus when the strings come in. So now I've got a little bit of buildup here. And he sings, the heart is hard to find. Yes, the heart is hard to find. It's hard to find the heart sometimes. Yep. Man, and that is three times that they mention heart in this and and hard as well. So it's the, really reiterating how difficult it is to find. I think they're looking for the heart of the problem, the heart of the matter. You know, yeah, as Don I like Henley that. Says. Yeah. yeah, and it's hard to come to that point when they, uh, and, and it's hard to come to that point where they realize that what's in front of them it is the actual problem. It's like maybe they're blind and they're not letting themselves see this and the heart of it, like the getting mm. down to the the core of this problem that they have or this issue is is not easy. If And if it's because they keep slipping out of sobriety, you know, back um, back off the wagon, or I don't know if it's off the wagon or on the wagon. Think of that. that You're Seinfeld off when the he, wagon. <laughs> okay, off yeah. the wagon, right. And his joke was that the wagon is taking you to a, I don't know. I can't remember what his joke was, but I, so it's <laughs> off the wagon. When you've fallen off the wagon, yes, maybe that's what is happening here. Is that he's saying that the heart is? I, I can't. I can't find what's going to fix me. Perhaps. Yeah. And this okay. Second verse comes in now. The bass drops out. So Rick drops out, and now we've got Zach with four on the floor, in addition to the strings and the claps. Yep. And and that driving mention, acoustic. Yes, driving acoustic, and Jim goes into his higher register yep. now. So he's got full voice where he where now he's singing out, I can't compete with your newfound religion. 
the good word seems everywhere, but good words only. And now I think we're introducing the other half of the scenario. If this is, I mean, in your, in your scenario, you're kind of describing that this could be some kind of battle with alcohol, let's yeah. say, or, or something. It, it, maybe it, it could be, again, and you can get mixed up with, you could take any song like, oh, this is a song about a car, but everyone thinks that it's a song about a woman, right? Yeah. And then, it, and, which, is, which has happened. You know, and, and that's that's clear. It's like, no, I wrote this song about uh, this this dragster that I had when I grew up, and that's what it's yeah. about. Um, so in this case, we've introduced the other half of the scenario, and perhaps this thing or or she is not allowing him to feel how he wants to feel, or she might want him to be different. Uh, there was mentioned in a, it might have been in song meanings. I think it was because that was the only the only location I really found any kind of commentary on it. The good word. Now it's not capitalized. Uh, I don't know if you have the liner notes to look at if there are liner notes. The good word seems everywhere. I think it's a good point that they mention that the good word is very specifically uh, reference to scripture or the Bible. And but good words only. And the good word may tie into a religious comment. Uh, Maybe it's literal. Uh, Maybe she's part of a church now and wants him to be part of it. Or it's just... um, Let's say you're you're it uh, going with your um, with your concept of how the song is uh, what the song um, means. Not capitalized say, in the album. Not capitalized. Let's say you're in you're in the, an AA meeting and you're you know you're sitting there talking and there's the there's the the group leader that's that's kind of driving the conversation. I I, I don't know if, again if it's literally someone trying to push religion on you or if it's just like hey I found myself I was able to find a way to overcome my addiction and here's how i did it and it's hard to hear that from someone at rock bottom um hearing someone spout these these words of positivity not saying they haven't worked toward it but it's so hard to hear someone that's on the other side if you're not necessarily ready for that inspirational commentary so the good word seems everywhere but good words only like i'm only hearing the good stuff like you're only telling me the best parts like let's say you pick these two pieces of scripture that you want to tell me and this is what this is all I'm hearing out. But there's other crap in this in this uh, in everyone's stories here that's that's really going to bring me down. Um, and then the second half of the verse is I can't compete with the real education. All the fucked up things you say couldn't possibly be any less help to me. And maybe she in my in my scenario here is maybe she's trying to make herself seem better than him, like that whole holier than thou concept where uh i don't know if she comes off as trying to be smarter or if uh maybe he's saying it like kind of poking fun tongue in cheek like with the real education like i can't compete with this education you're too smart for me and um but all the all the fucked up things you say it it sounds like she's really this person is kind of using him and he's realizing that he's uh he's been taken advantage of which we've heard that that commentary that that narrative before um, but what would you say that would be the, the second half of this verse in the in that concept of this being like let's say addiction or uh, Alcoholics Anonymous? Um, is- I think yeah, it's hard to say. Like maybe the, maybe this person is judging them, and y- y- you ever get in an argument with somebody, and uh, or, or not even in an argument, you're upset by somebody, the, by something somebody said, right? So somebody, you do something, and rather than them being constructive, they berate you for the thing that you did, and 
you're basically like, none of this is helpful. You know what I mean? This like, is not constructive. You yeah. telling me of the things that have gone wrong and what I did wrong isn't really all that helpful. Um, what would be helpful is literally anything else. So, um, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That, that last line definitely uh, rings true with that. This, that, that. this is as unhelpful as you can get. And that's what he's saying. Couldn't possibly be any less help to me. Yeah. Like the yeah the the berating that you're doing is that this has no positive uh, effect on this conversation. Yeah, like uh, hmm yeah. Uh, it, 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 let's go back to the good word seems everywhere, but good words only. So um, I, I I'm gonna get into it, but there was a fan focus on the Facebook group, and uh, uh, they go into sort of what that line means and how. Uh, the Bible is full of uh, great stories, but if you don't do anything with them, they say, uh, and you'll hear, um, what what's the point? So it's sort of driving that point home. You know, uh, right. you, you're, uh, let's say alcohol is the thing. You're breathing alcohol and you're not doing, you're not living the Lord's way. And uh, that, you know, yelling at me, those things is not very helpful. Maybe actually, you know, doing something to help me. Like, let's, let's talk Los Angeles, right? You have, an insane amount of homeless people have popped up and yes, it sucks and it's not great to see these tent cities and all these things, but let's look at the bigger picture here and the bigger picture as if there's a fucked up system that is allowing this to happen and, and putting these people in this situation that they have no other place to turn to. And this is their solution. You know what I mean? So like, uh, right. You know, uh, uh, last year there was project room key, right? On the surface, it seems like an, uh, an amazing idea where hotels, nobody's visiting the city. So hotels, the government will literally pay you to put these people up. But then there's imposing all these rules. And the problem is, is a lot of people got evicted because they couldn't work. They went and found some other job and that job might make them work the overnight shift, but they couldn't go back to the place that they were being put up to put in for project room key because they had a 7 PM curfew and you can't get into your room after that. So then they just want to sleep in their tent on the street. And there's right. just, it's a cyclical fucked up system and none of that is helpful. Right. Um, so that's what makes me think of, uh, everybody project room key sounds like a great word, but it's just a great word. There's no solution there. <laughs> and, uh, right. So yeah, there, <laughs> Yeah, that's such a big point of contention, especially lately. That was why we ended up moving out of where we were before, was just because uh, um, my my uncle who was in LAPD for a while just he's like, hey, there's there's things coming down the pike that are going to change the way that things are handled down here, where people can be moving and where they can be staying for X amount of time before they have to be you know evicted. And he's like, this area is is um, just knowing that area where we were. Um, in the valley, he just said, yeah, but it'd be best if you just moved out. And, and sure enough, we went back and visited. And it's sad. You know, it's these people that have no other place to go. And uh, these, these little shanty towns that they they've yeah. created. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how to help other than um, trying trying to work toward a program that actually works well. Because there's, I mean, what's what's I mean, aside from giving giving them some money, what's a, a few bucks going to do, you know? Right. So I don't know. It's a, it's a, yeah. Uh, essentially, I feel like what he's saying is you got to fix the system, not the problem. Right. So that's what I feel like I'm getting, or I'm drawing a parallel to with verse two. Yeah. 
And there's really uh, the chorus. There's a there's another chorus which is the same again. Then there's the instrumental break. Then the um, the heart is hard to find. Another build yeah, up. Yeah, it's like extended bridge into the final chorus. Yes. It's so good. Yes, and then he gets into that that type of gym voice where it's 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 got a little bit of a break at the top. Yeah, he's really running the gamut of gym. Exactly. Yeah. So then, and, and another another um, reason why this is such a good album opener is that there's so much dynamic. Yeah. To this track, and I feel personally like the song ending on after hearing the heart is hard to find five times in a row and then heart three times on its own and then ends on this breakdown of just sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it really takes the edge off a little bit. Yeah. It's hard to find. Sometimes you got to follow that ray of sunshine and hope that you're going to find it. Yeah. It also may, it also paints the character in this, you know, the, the, the end of the song feels so redemptive and, the sometimes sort of reduces it a little bit. And I think that's more of a clever tool yeah. than, uh, I don't think it takes away from the song at all. I think it leans into the character's unsureness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not being able to compete, you know, right? Right. Now here, let's listen to this. I got, I got a couple of the, the bits kind of queued up here, the time wise, so we can just hear sick. Yeah. The, the type of, buildup that this song um, creates. So we'll just start with the, the first verse for a few seconds here. So there's that driving acoustic you're talking about. I can compete. God, such a low register oh, for yeah. him, man. Clear eyes of strangers. I'm more and more replaced by my friends each night. I can't compete. Did you say, was this in drop D? Uh, it's a D major key, but yeah, it's got to be in drop D. Yeah. How many so you can kind of hear something. I don't know if that's a synth or if that's one of the, uh, the strings underneath. But now the strings really come in here. Right. We're kind of reaching that first little peak right before we drop off here again for this second verse, which is beautiful. Listen to Rick just fall out. Yeah, now the strings sort of take it. You get the cello to kind of take that low end a little bit. Yep. Bring it up a little bit higher now. And Rick comes back in for the chorus, man. All right, let's ascend that next mountain, David. <laughs> yeah, man. This is so good. And those ahs. Courtney Marie Andrews back there probably. Ah. Got the violin. And the xylophone. Yes. Or vibraphone, maybe. 
Listen for those strings, man. They are just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I want to see Jimmy Well do this with the chamber orchestra. <laughs> Whoa. Gosh, you can hear all the stuff. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, and there's so a lot beautiful. of discussion because you know everyone's talking about how what a weird opener it is and blah blah blah. But also people compared it to Table for Glasses, and I think that's a more apt yeah. uh, comparison for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, here I did want to play this. Uh, I'm gonna have to send this directly to you. But here is uh, <laughs> here's me geeking out about this song on episode zero of the podcast, the hidden episode zero of the podcast. Um, but. Uh, uh, is this the one that's in? Is this in Frame.io? It is on Frame.io. Yeah, it's. I have it up. One there. of the clips. Sick. Okay, here we go. This is. Uh, this is you. Uh, yeah. If you play the Jimmy <laughs> Pod episode zero. Here we go. I remember when they posted a video on YouTube, and I think it's still there. I think they were at Sunset Sound laying down strings for the end of Hard is Hard to Find, and I was like, Oh my God, this is gonna be amazing! And sure enough, like that song's like a top five probably not everything's gonna yeah. be a top five for sure but um a top five jimmy <laughs> right. world song for me for sure oh man all, all the way back in episode zero yeah man yeah this is a big one man for sure i was excited to do it 90 95 episodes ago yeah and and now this is our first invented song in 52 episodes so. <laughs> gosh we sound so young there uh, yeah so um, so yeah d major key 10b camelot 109 bpm 319 duration those were the last things i didn't get to um, yeah oh do you have uh the notable high and low notes uh yeah so i had uh a4 and g4 as the high notes and low as d3 and c sharp three okay yeah d3 that's pretty that's like the the bottom third of the keyboard man yeah and uh, and the c sharp three is probably that <laughs> yeah the end of strangers is probably that strangers uh is probably that c sharp three um mm-hmm. and then when he goes ah, sometimes that's the g4 right there <laughs> up there is <laughs> the it. g4 somewhere <laughs> uh. okay uh track notes get alternative.com did a retrospective blurb uh did a retrospective on the album here's the blurb they have for hard is hard to find there's the gorgeous opening track hard is hard to find which stomps and swoons with a kind of gooey sentimentality that can only be attributed to jimmy eat world i can't compete with the clear eyes of strangers blah 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 adkins opens with a low vague twang against some spirited acoustic strumming and cheery hand claps the song eventually blooms into a full-blown orchestral event adkins repeatedly breathing out the song's title in such a uh an earnest way he basically proves himself wrong on the spot heart is hard to find is in some ways akin to the band's essential pop hit the middle an underdog song that imbues every moment with such candid warmth that it's practically irresistible says Mm. getalternative.com 
I found a uh, a nice little article from Anti Quiet. Oh. Uh, September 2010. This was written by Johnny Firecloud, and. I mean, let me give you his opening line here. Listening to Jimmy Eat World can be a bit like asking someone to punch you in the heart. <laughs> Any anyone mourning a breakup or having trouble in love would be wise to steer clear of the band's entire catalog, which over the span of six albums has perfectly encapsulated the sound of a heart splintering in slow motion, devastating ultra color, bitter sweetness, a wash in gorgeous melody, and rock driven anthemics. But this is what. Uh, Johnny Firecloud had to say about this particular track. Kicking off with hand claps and galloping acoustics, opener Heart is Hard to Find sports a stripped and earnest melody, doubled vocals, and guitars conveying a sense of the difficulty in finding a true heart in the ocean of life's complications. At Trombino's suggestion, a string section was added, giving flight to the sentiment and furthering the emotional potency. The line, I can't compete with newfound religion, the good word seems everywhere, but good words only is the first true ringer indication that a hard truth narrative thread runs through the album, addressing more than hearts breaking to pieces in excruciating beauty. Love it. Yeah. That Johnny Firecloud. <laughs> He's good with them words. Here's what Carlos Ramirez of Bullseye.com uh, had to say. Uh, oh, he interviewed Jim. That's And he talks to Jim about the song. Uh Carlos Ramirez. The last couple of Jimmy Eat World albums were kicked off with big up-tempo tracks like Big Casino and Futures, but Invented opens with Hard is Hard to Find, which is a slower acoustic track. Was it a conscious move to start the album off in a quieter way? And Jim says, I think song sequencing on an album isn't as important as it used to be. People listen to individual tracks these days. It used to be that you would sequence the songs for an entire listening experience. And uh, Bullseye says, it's too bad that's changed. I guess that could be said about the old days where you would even you uh, would even think about side A and side B. It mattered how an artist laid out a record. And Jim says, oh, definitely. People are so much more casual about the whole thing now. They are almost passive about it. We liked having Hard is Hard to Find as the opener. But that was just for us, says Jim. Uh, just for us. Just hmm. for us. Um, and real quick, since he talked about the song, let's let's hear... There's uh, this link here if you have frame I open, but it's the first of the two Alan Cross okay. uh, interview clips. I kind of cut them a little rough, so it might cut off either a slightly early or a little late. Um, okay. But there's two clips. Um, one is Jim talking about the song. The other is Zach talking about the string section. Okay. Here we go. Hard is hard to find, and the little thing have uh, like real strings, like a string section, and... Any other strings you hear other than those are okay. Let's talk about based. let's talk about little thing. How big is the string section? It's um, four viol five violins and a cello. You don't get that much in a modern record anymore. Yeah, it's it's it, you know it, it. I think it really does help with the dy dynamics in a way that you can only get by doing it for real. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes like sometimes just putting on more guitars. Is is just a just not just not the same. It's sort of a lazy way to, to approach trying to build dynamics in a song and strings. I think really well, they sweeten the song. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that is uh, a bit of it. Sounded like Zach and Jim talking about the string section. And let's listen to the other clip because uh, I think Alan uh, is interested in the song in and of itself. Here we go. Let's start with the uh, hardest hard to find. Uh, any stories about, about that particular song? 
you know, that one kind of, it sort of took a while. Like, I don't know, I don't know what it was about it. I mean, it's, it's a pretty simple, straightforward mm -hmm. idea. Um, I think sometimes, I mean, sometimes you have to ex go down the road of exploring all the options for something. But, and where you end up is kind of not all that far from where you started, mm -hmm. but you, you had, do have to, to kind of take that, that big circle to, to get to, you know, really sell yourself on that your initial instinct is right. And that was one that I think took us a while to get to that place. Instinct, that's a good word yeah, to man. use for that, right? Inner instinct. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Um, punknews.org. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't not mention this. Who wrote uh, it? My comment here is Brian Yancey is a dick. Oh, is he the writer? Yeah, he's okay. the writer. So this is the reviewer for Punk News. This was from uh, September 28th, 2010. I'll read a line from the beginning that kind of sets the tone here. We're reviewing an album here, though, not potential singles. So let's get down to why Invented doesn't work. It's, a large, it's largely a collection of slow, meandering pop that, unlike the band's previous albums, isn't effectively interspersed with more abrasive material. So already starting off, um, with, you know, get, giving a sour, um, just creating a sour mood here. Uh, then he goes on to say, more missteps include the industrial guitar overtones of Higher Devotion, a song that, other than the vocals, vaguely resembles something Linkin Park would write, as well as the acoustic guitar hand claps and strings... <laughs> That make hard is hard to heart is hard to find uh, a track that would have worked far better a closer than an opener. Nah, I still feel mixtape is a is a great closer for this. Yeah, so not much to say. He he really just kind of touches on these things. I don't even think he wanted to write this article. This must <laughs> he have couldn't been wait first to turn, turn yeah. it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Yeah. So there you go, Brian Yancey. That's all I'm going to give him. I'm going to give you two sentences from his piece of crap <laughs> uh consequence of sound remember they did that dissected jimmy e world thing and they do a retrospective on like every record leading up to surviving yeah and all that yeah stuff. so they they mentioned hard is hard to find a lot in their invented section so uh, let's let me just read through it because there's just so much invented 2010 tracks uh, 12, runtime 5105, longest track invented 707, geometry of an album cover first, slightly off center with dramatic juxtaposition of light. It's rather beautiful. Plus, it's the kind of image that inspired the stories spun on the record. Is this the end of her shift or the end of her job? What sort of woman is this? And what the heck is up with the Nutcracker pirate ramp, pirate lamp thing <laughs> above her head? Uh, that's so funny. I... I don't see a pirate lamp. I guess I could vaguely see the nutcracker, but I always thought that was, I yeah. don't know, I don't know what, some sort of fire system or something. Um, Jewishness, uh, J-E-W-ishness. Um, <laughs> simply <you>. presenting <laughs> the song titles, hard is hard to find, stop and cut could make the case, but here are some samplings in order of the noted songs. All the fucked up things you say could possibly be any less help to me. You want to hurt me, baby? Stop, because you have. I know there's no depth. You wouldn't sink for a chance. I'm sorry, boy. I'm not cut for this no more. Lots of small ideas. A trifecta of specific references in coffee and cigarettes. Well, maybe. Can't find official evidence that the song title refers to Jim Jarmusch's 2003 film, but the other two references are no doubters. No doubters. 
$1,000 I had saved and my sister's two cassettes, The Dead from Fillmore East and Otis Redding's Greatest Hits, which we also came across today was that Otis Redding yeah. tweet that I found from the band tweeting the Otis Redding song, Cigarettes and Coffee. Um, right. Which was just, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm glad I wasn't the only one blown away by that fact when he found it last. And uh, it came up <laughs> later on the Facebook group. Um, so here. Uh, this is the header. Wait, which refrain do I sing? And the answer, heart is hard to find. It's hard to find the heart sometimes. Hard versus those la-las, la-las versus the ah-ahs versus all that clapping. <laughs> uh, they sing. Uh, they talk about Tom uh, singing Action Needs an Audience. And I think they also go, let me make sure. Let me go. Because they say actually a lot about um, Invented. Let me make sure I got all the references. Last, verdict. A solid effort that blows Chase this light out of the water. No. Uh, while not nah, attaining yeah. the highs of futures, it may be more consistent than uh, that fine effort. It isn't likely the band will reproduce the success of either Clarity or Bleed American, but producer Mark Trombino's return behind the scenes reignited the band, bringing forth some of their best music. There's even a dance tune. That totally works here in my best theory. If you believe Jim Atkins clapping in time to hard is hard to find, will keep him in the rest, uh, keep him and the rest of Jimmy Eat World alive, says Justin Gerber of Consequence of Sound. Just a lot of hard is hard to find references in that yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, there. Uh, oh, I also had sent you, and I meant to talk about this when we did it. I found on Jimmy Eat World's Twitter a photo of the string section. So May 23rd, 2010, TwitPic is posted. Here's a pic of a string session for the new album, the number four. It sounded amazing. Can't wait for you all to hear it. So that was May 23rd, 2010. And that picture looks a lot like the video. So maybe that's when they recorded that uh, that August 6th video yeah, that got posted well, uh, was in May. Wow. Yeah, just look at that. When I don't know if we can put that. We'll we'll share it on our social, but just there, there's the cellist in the very back, and then there's the four violinists, and then there's the... Uh, who's the gentleman in the middle? I imagine David Campbell is on the left. Yeah, David Campbell over there. I thought that was Susie Katayama. Oh, okay. I mean, this this photo we, we had discussed was very... I mean, either an Idahoan potato or... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, Certainly. but my guess is that's Susie Katayama. Uh, okay there between david campbell and the uh and the orchestra there the little chamber okay but yeah okay I, I wonder why i would have thought this was sunset sound my only guess is that it looks like sunset sound and if this was in right. 2010 i had just shot at sunset sound uh that brian wilson thing so uh my guess is i was like oh i know what all recording studios look like now and this is very specifically <laughs> sunset sound um, and I like the idea of them being down the street from my house. Now, they still were right. relatively down the street from my house at that time. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, that is the only reason I can guess. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I want to talk Potato. about that. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I did see this on Discogs. Uh, there were a couple comments about the vinyl pressing being off center and it caused audible speed distortion. And uh, that was news to me. I mean, I guess if you think about it, if the if the hole is I mean, the hole would always be center. So if the thing didn't not get pressed to vinyl correctly, it would not play back correctly because it would be spinning crookedly. Right. 
Right. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Half of it would be. It would. It would just go. Yeah. I imagine it's and it, maybe not that drastic, but enough to where you could you if you paid attention to it, you could probably couldn't unhear it. Yeah. So Tris Webb said in February of this year, great album pressing is off center enough to cause audible speed distortion. And then in March of 2018, IH4N says decent pressing, a bit off center and warped, but no flutter. Probably a stretch putting it all on one LP, but the sound is fine. So, uh, huh. yeah. There's a whole world out there for vinyl, man. It's like intriguing. Yeah, man. These people care. Flutter. Yeah. Flutter. All right. I only have one more note unless you have anything else. Go ahead, man. Hit me. Let's talk about the word fuck. All right, dude. Um, so uh, it just seems so unbelievable. And I guess I didn't look through the lyrics of surviving, but I'm pretty sure there are no fucks in any Jimmy Eat World original except for this. Yeah. Um, now, maybe in some of those demo songs where we're transcribing the lyrics the best we can based off of what we're hearing, maybe. But they're more singing about peeing on bushes and stuff. <laughs> A lot of yeah. P play in the early years. Yeah, I uh, when I so when I when I heard this when I moved into the covers section and I heard a couple of people change the lyrics. Oh, there, I I noted which ones and and the reason why it made me cringe a little bit. Oh boy, you know and and but I have to admit I'm guilty of this. So in in my cover of Brian Wilson by. The Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, and this is mine was so stupid. I don't know why I did this. He says, where the hell all the love has gone. That's what what they sing. And I and I kind of faked it and said, where the world, like where in the world uh -huh. and kind of made it sound like kind of like hell. But I always thought like I cheapened it by doing that. I should have <laughs> just said where the hell. And it was just like it was like one of my earliest covers. I don't know if it was something where I didn't want to offend people. If I would like, maybe this would make it explicit. I don't know. <laughs> your, your stuff I, was going to get pulled down by the man. Exactly. Ever since then, I mean, I know that these, if you sing it, like let's say you're covering something, if you don't make it sound too pronounced, like you're trying to yeah. like trying to sound badass, then it works. But if you if you don't say the word now, I, I just write it off, man. Like after I heard them say that, I was like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm moving on to the next yeah. one. And uh, yeah, I, I saw this. Uh, I think this this was on for uh, on uh, the chorus forums. Dogfish, January of this year, which makes me think that it's there are no curse words on surviving. Um, was heart is hard to find. The first and only time Jim said fuck in a song. And Rowan fifty two fifteen right after that says an inconsequential sh shift as the continents drift. Oh, uh, that's it. Sorry, <laughs> that's his uh, little subheader. Uh, unless you count their <laughs> Elliot Smith cover. Yep. So, right. yeah. And that's where he says, motherfucker turned white as a ghost. Uh, but that's a cover, not an original. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, and here we are, t 11 years out. That It sort of makes it a little more uh, um, uh, strong, right? Yeah, um, edgy. Yeah, yeah, edgy, for sure. And then I found this. So, Scott McCloyd also asked the same question, May of 2020. So, again, uh, makes me think not unsurviving, based off of my quick scanning of the lyrics in my mind uh hey fellow jimmy world enthusiasts i was just listening to hard is hard to find and made me think are there any other songs where jim uses any swear words i can't think of any off the top of my head but surely there are more than just one song it's the part where he sings all the fucked up things you say in the second verse and naomi sinha says the only other one i can think of is half right but that was a cover and naomi uh then comments i guess to 
nobody because they deleted their comment. Haha, yep, as soon as I found out, I thought, Jim dropped that motherfucker F-bomb because he had to, <laughs> not because he wanted to. And then Tyler Newhard says, oh, he wanted to. <laughs> oh, and then I did well, see a couple of... Uh, uh, troll comments in here <laughs> says one says it just takes some time little bitch you're in the middle of the ride Jeez. and then another one says salt sweat sugar on the asshole <laughs> Which I love. I like that too. oh my gosh oh man so uh yeah oh i liked matt rogowski's take i think it's the only original one when i first listened to it i was shocked jim had used such language shocked i tell you <laughs> <laughs> that was scott rogowski that was matt rogowski scott rogowski oh, matt, from matt. uh what's it called the the quiz game that was on iphone for a second oh my gosh that's where that's from yeah okay. yeah <laughs> oh that Mike was like rogowski. the winter of 2018 i think everybody was up on that yeah. whatever that game was i was i was part of it yeah i tried man yeah i never i know i think i won like six bucks one time <laughs> oh man i can't even remember the name of it anymore who can know Q, wasn't it Q? Was it just Q? Oh, that's not cool, man. What wasn't it? Uh, okay, now we gotta Google it. Now I gotta look. Wait, I'm looking up here. Uh, HQ. HQ. I still have the app on here. It's been offloaded, but it, I could I could re-download it, I guess. But <laughs> is HQ still around? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I googled is HQ still and a thing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> is HQ. it like you know how Blues Clues when um. Oh, no, February changed. 2020. Oh, wow, they just ditched. I think of that a lot. Of businesses that I know that closed in February 2020 that I was sad about then, now I think I'm like, fuck, they fucking dodged a bullet, man. Yeah. Although, right? I mean, maybe they could have gotten some PPP money, but that's it. <laughs> that's nuts. How is that so big so quickly and then just dies And then just so burns quickly? out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and wait, and then what's this? On February 14th, the company that owned HQ Trivia sent a memo to the staff that effective today, HQ will cease operations and move to dissolution. However, four days later, Yusupov said that he had a tentative deal in place with another company to purchase the HQ franchise and keep it operational. On March 29th, HQ Trivia resumed its daily games. So apparently hmm. it's still around? Yeah. Mm. Weird. Let's let's turn it into an HQ podcast. Yeah, baby, we'll do it. We'll do a live one. Oh, every, there's. Uh, oh, here we go. This is uh, homework for everybody. The Ringer released a podcast called Boom Buzz: The Rise and Fall of HQ Trivia that charts the app's rise and fall. The eight-part series includes interviews from hosts uh, Alyssa Beresnak with fans, former HQ employees, and venture capitalists about the game's initial popularity, the chaotic work environment of Intermedia Labs, and what led to its initial shutdown. I'm going to download that podcast. Wow. That's nice. Eight episodes. Yeah, man. I That's did. nice and short. Yeah, man. Okay. So, fuck. I mean, there it is. Fuck. Anything else you had to say about fuck? No, not, nothing else. I, I've said every fucking thing I wanted to say. Sick. Um, I've got a couple of random things. This is called A Hard Heart is Hard to Find. Posted by Northgate Church to SoundCloud. And we don't have to listen to the whole thing. I'm just sending it to you because it doesn't seem to be loading up here and watch together. I think it's a sermon. I can't really tell, but let's listen to a minute of it. Okay. A hard okay, heart is hard to find. Or a hard heart is easy to find. I'm very confused. The artwork, it says one thing, and the title of the track says another thing. Right. So how many minutes of this? There's 41 minutes and 8 seconds. <laughs> 
I mean, at least half of it. <laughs> okay. That was actually a, uh, I think it was a bit of a one-hit wonder. A truck called Fergal Sharky. <laughs> but um, this girl who wrote it, Maria Louisa McKee, she also was an artist. But I think this was uh, about the keyboard player from uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And uh, she was, I think, a very young girl at the time, maybe 19, when she wrote this. And so, okay, they're talking about, they are talking oh, about yeah. a song, and I did see that song come up a little bit, but I'm not, it wasn't interesting enough for me to talk about. So, the last thing uh, I see before we get into community is this is small shake and flash warning crossover heart is hard to find intro by poker cat on YouTube. And it looks <laughs> like somebody was doing like an animated series and they they set it to the song. So, here is heart. <laughs> Ah, cool. There it is. <laughs> that was nine seconds. That's it. Whoa, nine seconds. I thought like, oh man, my uh, my internet's slow. Nope, nine seconds. Nope. That was it. That's it. <laughs> oh man. So uh, so yeah. Shall we jump into the community? Yeah. All right. I got and, a lot you know of what? stuff. Again, but I'm glad because yeah. I only came across one thing. Oh and darn it! It's the darn song of the week. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. No, this is good. I was thinking it was a. Um, uh, Filler three one seven posted this. Yeah, th- this one's song of the week number two. Heart is hard to find by JG four two nine. Well, yeah, but then it'll say submitted by. F- You're right. You're user, right. So this was yeah. submitted by Fillard three seventeen, which I believe is uh, one of the the newer guests on the uh, the Discord. Now, JG four two nine goes on to say, as promised, doing my part for all of us self quarantined working from home. Song of the week number two today feels like a good day. For Jim dropping the F bomb. So submitted by Fillard uh, three seventeen. Reason this song really stuck out to me during a tough time in my life. Divorce album drops around the same time. This whole album is probably my favorite from Jimmy Eat World, but this song in particular really stands out for its upbeat acoustics, and I really enjoyed the vocals throughout. Absolutely, it's um, a masterclass in vocal. Yes. Bonus because Jim drops the only F bomb on a Jew record, and then they go through uh, and shares it. And yeah, that's where Nez477 says Half Right is the other one with cussing that comes to mind. But man, I love all the fucked up things you say couldn't possibly be any less help to me. Such a powerful lyric. Yeah. Love the song. Love the album. Really totally underrated. Yeah, man. (sighs) It's a good one. So here's Mm -hmm. what I found uh, from Chrysanthemum on song meetings. I knew this would be a beautiful song when I've heard. I like this because they talked about the clip that got posted. Uh, I knew this would be a beautiful song when I heard the short instrumental clip of it that had been floating around the Internet a few months ago. (coughs) Excuse me. After hearing the full version, I was not disappointed. Initially, I figured all this heart stuff has to be about love or broken heart. But after listening to it several times, I thought it's about addiction and recovering from addiction. He can't compete with the clear eyes of strangers losing friends he mentions it's the first step in day one every time which is always the case when you're struggling to be sober you could easily attribute it to a caustic love as well either way it's a sad but hopeful song and further cements my love for jimmy eat world they say on september 23rd 2010 chrysanthemum says um then you got user Wise Guy Um in the music subreddit who kind of broke down every Jimmy Eat World album and chose a few songs that people should check out. Here's what he had to say about Heart is Hard to Find. It is my favorite track on this album. I really like the lyrics and the heavy, persistent acoustic strumming with hand claps and kick drums. A good start. Um, how do I describe this? Um, 
I don't know how to describe this. You would have been four years old. Okay. This is on Jake T. O'Donnell's list at this point. Oh, 87. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know. Is this Jake T. O'Donnell? Did you say Jake T. O'Donnell? Oh, no, I hadn't gotten that far. Okay, anytime you give me a guess on a number, it's like, okay, it's got to be Jake T. O'Donnell. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the hand claps. You have to love yeah. the hand claps here. I can safely say this is the only Jimmy Eat World song to feature liberal use of hand claps as a rhythmic instrument. I like, I, we didn't even talk about that. Uh, people who use the frequent... Uh, used to frequent the Jimmy Eat World message boards back in the day will remember some jokes about timely hand claps and songs that I can't remember the genesis of that. Update. My old friend Bridget from the Jimmy Eat World forums reminded me that two guys were credited for performing timely hand claps on a Bleed American song that will be discussed in the second part of this list. So there you go. Thanks, Bridget. Hard is hard to find. Kicks off invented with a renewed energy after the sheeny filler that made up so much of Chase's light. Hard is hard to find almost has a folky sing-along feel. Not exactly a typical approach for these guys. And you know what? Sorry, this is an aside. It, listening to it with you and and really like getting the hand claps coming through the Skype call so clearly, it really does feel like like a Twin Forks song. Did you ever listen to the Twin Forks record that Chris Caraba no. put out? Oh, dude. This is Justin written all over it. Really? Dude. Yeah, dude. Listen to the Twin Forks record. It's If you like this song, you're going to love Twin Forks. Imagine Chris Caraba doing a folky country folk record. Like floppy hats akimbo and, you know, <laughs> like a tall, tall, like wheatgrass fields and things. That's Twin Forks record. It's amazing. I saw Twin Forks twice at the Troubadour. And uh, met Chris Caraba at one of the shows. Uh, I love that record so much. I wish he would stop doing Dashboard and just do Twin Forks. Um, <laughs> it's that good. So uh, there it is. Um, um, uh, continued for Jake T. O'Donnell. Jim goes for it with the vocals, and it's one of the few songs they've done with both a full chorus and full orchestra. Also, I'm pretty sure this is the only Jimmy Eat World song to include a variation of the word fuck in it. Um, so man, people really hung up on the fuck, but when that's the only thing, <laughs> when it's the only time you've done it, you gotta say something. Oh yeah, that, man. Right? You can't, you can't Run it into the leave ground. it on the floor. Um, there are fuck a couple that. people. Now I would say that for the most part, people like it, but because it's on invented, some people don't bring it up and invented my least favorite Jimmy world album. This album, this song in particular though, is like a top song. Uh, but Frank D skips it um and uh i'll pull up his little little thing and uh courtney smith is there with him not a big fan of this song so frank d says he created a poll i think i figured out why invented is my least favorite jimmy album although i love so many of them it has the most skippable tracks of any album for me at least i skip hard is hard to find my best theory coffee and cigarettes action needs an audience invented precision Jeez. auto anias anias demo too uh, i really love the rest of the album which do you skip for most tracks damage gets skipped the most uh, with 57 votes. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, uh, he'd be skipping it. Uh, and also, Courtney Smith posted May of last year. Okay, new game. I'm sure this has been done before. Name a Jimmy World song that you don't get, and those that do love that song offer up a reason so you can try to get... Uh, 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 you should try the song again. So me, convince me why Heart is Hard to Find is better than I think it is. This is lighthearted. I think we all like different things and no one should be forced to like it. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and uh, Ian Wall, I'll just provide his argument here. Heart is Hard to Find as soon as the song starts 
uh, I'm clapping along. The acoustic guitar sounds nice. Jim's vocals get really pretty heart-wrenching in the second verse. The choir and strings in the bridge are beautiful. You should definitely give it a couple more listens. Absolutely. Nailed it, Ian Wall. Um, so those are a couple of those things. Oh, but I also <laughs> found that uh, she also posted a very similar thread on Reddit about that. Uh, where uh, she talks about, oh, what's the most different song for Jimmy Eat World? And she goes on to say, I don't really get Hard is Hard to Find. But then, get this. Uh, mm -hmm. In February of this year, first you get me liking Table for Glasses, then Cautioners, and now I just realized I was happily singing along to Hard is Hard to Find. Seriously, wow, guys. converted. quit it. Yeah. So <laughs> I went ahead and posted the uh, Jack Nicholson yes gif. In, yes. in that, in that uh, thread there, um, because that's my uh, that's my brand. Um, uh, in emoji, so somebody had done the emoji game. Uh, give me a uh, Jimmy Eat World song, but only in emoji. And uh, let me describe the emoji here: heart, shrug, question mark. <laughs> and uh, oh, okay, uh, Thiago Lucas says heart is hard to find, and they got it. Um, but I like that heart shrug question mark i probably would have gone isn't there a spyglass oh yeah that's yeah that i would have gone good too yeah. but you know what they, the guy got it yeah brendan frick made I, I guess this is like a meme i'm not really sure let me send it to you and have you describe it here um, okay but i really liked it and i think this might be the <laughs> the episode artwork for this week <laughs> okay so it's uh from the the inside of the the jacket right yeah. it's uh Okay, so we've got a picture of an individual, a woman at a seated at a diner table, a booth, a booth yeah. by herself, looking <laughs> okay, looking sad, looking down at the other empty seat that is yeah. empty. Now, two things are going on in this. One, neither of which I really understand. So we've got Bart Simpson in the bottom right, peeking in from the side of this photo, looking at her. Yeah, and then what the hell is that on the left? Is that some kind of like semi-transparent? mirror in the middle with six albums surrounding it and some guy doing devil horns in the middle with sunglasses oh that is interesting what is that i didn't even notice that before maybe that's not that's part like of a it? watermark oh, okay maybe it's a watermark Did, does brendan frick watermark his memes <laughs> uh so anyway brendan Let's frick that says, out what the what the hell is bart doing go ahead it says where's bart bart is hard to find Oh, gosh. <laughs> and Jeremy Dad Young says, training. oh, no, you don't, don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Chase this Bart. Somebody else says, I commented, 11 out of 10 content. <laughs> That's good content. Uh, a Bart is hard to find, Justin. His name is Bart. It is. It Bartholomew. Like yeah. Okay. Here's Wyatt Luce's fan focus. I'm going to send you this link so you can go to it. I notated the entire thing, and I think his uh, he can speak better to the uh, to the point of view he had on the second verse better than I can. So we'll start at 2350, and then we'll jump, because uh, he goes on and on a little bit and digresses, and we'll get him back on track. Okay, 2350. 2350. And this is... Wyatt Lewis, who did the fan focus on April 1st, 2020. So that, you know, um, so that's kind of how I find kind of the meaning with the course. And as I go in the second verse, um, I think the second verse will kind of make sense with it too. So second verse is, uh, um, I can't compete with um, a newfound religion. The good word seems everywhere, but good words only. Oh gosh, so that line. <laughs> All right, so I said I get personal, so it's fine. 
we're all adults, we're here, you know, it's fine. Um, so, um, when I got into college, um, I, uh, a lot changed for me, and one of the things was, I, faith's a good word, religion's a good word, I mean, all those things. Um, I got challenged a lot. I grew up in good old Southern Baptist, uh, neck of the woods church and uh and i knew it my whole life and um the thing is is that when you're in that church you're well the thing is is when you go out into college or the world you find out there's way more out there than you knew than you knew in your bubble uh, is a good word i guess and um i'm not gonna try to step on any toes with this for sure um I, whatever anybody believes or doesn't believe or anything you know it's fine like I'm not I'm not here to bash on anything I'm not going to bash on anything at all so um, the uh, the thing was that you uh, you see that there's all the new best thing the new best thing this is the way this is what's gonna make you better this is this is the path you know um, and when I got into college I joined like about like Bible study groups and things like that and uh, I uh, found myself questioning so much because of all these different denominations and different things and that's I think the hardest thing in a religion I'm just gonna say is the multiple denominations because why well, yes it is a good thing that you know people have their interpretations man some people argue over it and it's so hurtful to see that people argue over things like that I think it's just sad that people fight and get mad at each other and stuff, you know? So, um, so with that line about the good words seems everywhere, but good words only, I, um, I had a lot of issues with the fact that I saw people saying a lot and not doing a lot. They talk the talk, but couldn't walk the walk to, I guess, to put in terms. And uh, it was like, you know, it's like there was a good word, you know, there was, it sounded good, sounded promising, um, but where's the work to show it, you know? Where's, where are you actually showing any way of doing this, you know? When are you putting anything into action? And I think it's a good reflection line. That song is, you see these good things everywhere. You see the next best thing, but where's the evidence of it actually, you know, happening, you know? Where's the uh, evidence that uh, the work was put in, you know? Um, and I mean, not just to say with religion, but I just think just people in general. I mean, you look at like, like politicians is, is a fantastic example, um, or charities that, you know, are sketchy and things like that. Um, it's, you see it everywhere. I mean, you do, and you see a lot of good things being said, but Again, where's the heart in it? Where's it actually, is it actually being done? Is it just, you know, being, is it just being said and that's it, you know? Um, it's, it's that thing of like, where you, uh, you see like mission trip pictures, but you can see people uh, just came to take a picture. And I'm totally not saying that that happened with some people on a mission trip I went on, but that might have happened. <laughs> But it just, it does, and it's just, you, you say, oh, I went to, I went on a mission trip, cool, but what did you do, 
you know did you actually did you actually try to help or did you go to show just hey i did this you know and so i so think that covers that's my little bit of spiel yeah I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, that's four minutes from uh, his 45-minute discussion on this track uh, on the Facebook page. Um, yeah, a good observation. I think it's a good observation. Very, yeah, for just sure. Just kind of uh, giving you both sides of the coin there to, to yeah. visualize. Uh, Growlithe Trainer on uh, Reddit had a take uh, that said, Hardest Hard to Find is their weakest opening track. A good song, but mm. like Table for Glasses, maybe a bit too slow, however. Table for Glasses explores an interesting concept, which is missing from Heart is Hard to Find. So I I, uh, I don't agree. Uh, Kenji Summers has a take. Hardest Hard to Find might be the most underrated song in their catalog. Um, I, I would say that's a safe bet that this is up there with the most underrated songs because it's on Invented. Uh, which I guess uh, next to damage is their most lamented record, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, there were surveys uh, that had been done, and in terms of your favorite opener, uh, let's see. The number one choice was "Bleed American," one with seventeen votes. This landed. Uh, they didn't really order these, but this got eight point three percent of the vote. Uh, Heart is hard to find landed there i'd say it's mm, kind of smack dab in the middle the upper middle okay of uh that's pretty of that's decent results. i mean yeah. as long as it doesn't it, it's not on the tail end no <laughs> yeah yeah the, your top three is bleed american futures and tables for glasses yeah. table for They're, glasses yeah. and i mean how do you how do you argue those so right <laughs> uh, uh let's see 2019 best of the best survivor uh this was out in round three 2017 best of the best survivor it was in 24th place uh, in 2019 Oof. Survivor. This was interesting. And this was posted, I think, who did 2019 Survivor? I don't remember. I'm going to go ahead and say Pebble Swift. Um, Good guess. That's what I would have gone with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't write it down here. Sorry. Um, so uh, the results for Jimmy Eat World's 2019 Invented Survivor are in, unexpectedly. With this round, it's a three-way tie. Hard is hard to find, cut, and invented are Jimmy Eat World 2019's Invented Survivors, and uh, uh, a nice studio version is the B-Side Survivor. I didn't post yesterday because I was waiting for one of the songs to pull ahead and be voted off, but nope. it could I could have kept waiting, but damn it, I might have sat alone forever waiting for the right time. I woke up this morning <laughs> to a comment about a three-way tie on the previous round, so I just decided to say fuck it and declare a three-way tie as is. I thought Hard is Hard to Find or Invented would be the winner, uh, but Cut slipped in there supported by a love for the song that I never knew was present in the sub. I look back on the previous Survivor results and saw a few comments saying that Cut should have lasted longer than it did. So the love didn't come to Cut uh, that time, but it was there always. Hard is Hard to Find has been my personal favorite song from Invented. From day one listening to the album, I always loved the orchestra, the tone on Jim's acoustic, and the overall lyric and vocal delivery of the song. I thought it was brilliant and still do. Uh, so I thought that we don't usually get that type of insight on these survivors. So I thought it was nice to read that. Uh, 2017 survivor, it was second place with 65% of the vote. Oh, man. This is cool. So I was able to resurrect enough of the old forums to get three takes from the old yes. forums right after the record had come out. So here are some usernames that some people that are listening now might be excited to hear because these are usernames that have been lost to the annals of history. NH Success Story, 
uh, says, Heart is hard to find. Awesome first song. Great hand claps. Sure to be a crowd pleaser live. The F-bomb came out of nowhere the first time I heard this song, and I love it. 10 out of 10. Red Alert. 33 said hard is hard to find this fits as an opener but sounds very different from the rest of the album to me it sounds more college pop rock than jimmy world normally is still a good song but probably my least favorite on the record six out of ten and finally ajk822 says hard is hard to find didn't really like the live version that came out a while ago however the album version sounds awesome i'd put it behind table for glasses and big casino as far as openers go eight out of ten Okay, uh, and then I've got five live videos we can look at uh, and reference here. Let's go, uh, this will be interesting. Let's listen to Jim doing it live solo in Arizona in 2012. I'm gonna put this into watch together. Oh, Nine years ago. Reddit, that's because it got posted to Reddit by my own, my own Apocalypse. And I guess it's not a YouTube link, weird. I'm going to go ahead and send this to you, and you can play it. Sounds good to me. Jim Atkins, Hard is Hard to Find, Crescent Ballroom. Good thing about living in Arizona, you get stuff like this from time to time. Jim, and when Jimmy Eat World plays, we'll sometimes just hang out after. The end of that sounded like copy pasta. Yeah. What? <laughs> Jim, and when Jimmy Eat World plays, we'll sometimes just hang out after. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is Jim with his maton. cuts off no oh it's just uh the uh, partially my download speed but also um god damn let me refresh this i'm gonna try it again i said god damn don't get past 16 seconds this time it's this damn reddit player dude yeah i know let me see if i hate this thing let me see if that i thought that existed on youtube and i thought that was the link i copied because i don't even know if it's gonna buffer here i'll try it let me try it again by Mr. Robot on uh, YouTube, and that was where they sell, saved it, uh, too. Um, but yeah, so that's Jim Solo. Uh, now the rest, I think, are, are YouTube links. Let's go ahead and jump to... Let's listen to the best recording of this, and I'm going to have to have you play this in your browser because this is on our uh, Google Drive. So I just told you it was all YouTube links, but this is on our Google Drive because this is the iTunes Festival London. Yeah. Um, let's play a little bit of that, but let's play it halfway through because I want to hear what they did for the bridge. Here we go. Definitely, they're strange. 
the next year this is the uh, the latest recording i have of it this is live at stubs in 2014 so this stubs should... sounds like stubs. a barbecue joint yeah right stubs definitely has barbecue this is 518 14 everybody looks like they're rushing around on stage what do you think happened <laughs> Like, just coming back from the uh, encore. Shall we get into some covers? Yeah. I got a handful. I have a handful. I have one that's like my favorite. Um, somebody spleetered it for, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, for a karaoke version. And then uh, I'm not going to worry about playing that. Um, I've got a few acousties, and then I've got a couple from the community. Okay. Well, um, the I, I went through YouTube and... I'd say there's about three that I would go with. Okay. Uh, is Nick Motil? Nick Motil's one of my acoustic boys. I thought so. Okay. Let's start there. Let's do it. 
And here, we'll go this and we'll, we'll do. This is Nick Motiel. This makes me want to play this song. Yeah. He's got a little bit of a vocal effect on it, right? Yeah, it's hard to say if it's that or if. Yeah, no, it's like a almost a synthetic doubler. Yeah. Yeah, this dude's good. Nick. Hammer on it, dude. Hammer ons, baby. <laughs> Real education. Sing it. Sing it, Nick. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. Trying to harmonize this. Yeah, I know. I'm trying. It's, it's addicting, man. You just want to get in there. And... <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, flexing on them. Yeah, baby. I'm gonna let, let Nick roll through. Oh, you got it, man. You're welcome, man. <laughs> that whole time, I thought he had a a headstockless yes, acoustic. Yes, me too. Like the it fucking was a, Bill and the, Ted guitar that Rufus yeah. pranked him. <laughs> but it's a four, the four by three. It was cutting it off. Yeah. <laughs> so good. All right, Nick Watula yeah. is great. Yes. Um, well, uh, you were going to say some uh, covers changed the lyrics and it made yes, you cringe. Like I, yes. Who, who did it? A couple of those. How do okay. we hear it? Caleb, Caleb Autumn. Oh, and I don't even Jonathan, have Caleb Autumn. Whoa. And then Jonathan Estes music. All right, Jonathan Estes, I have. Who's Caleb Autumn? Do they go by uh, these selfish I think it was, it was a, or Cam Jennings? I think it was Jennings? a duo. No, oh, let me see. I don't let have that put, person. Well, let's listen to a bit of it, and I, I can maybe jump uh, ahead to that second verse. Yeah. 
I think this was a couple. Yep, this is a couple. I'm so glad you found them. I missed them somehow. Oh gosh. Okay, let me just jump up here. I'm trying to read the letters on her shirt. Is this flipped or is he left-handed? Yeah, there's an M on the... Well, it doesn't... The M, yeah, that's the hard part. got one of the, the same tambo that i have i guess like, you know, that's because a, it's a y-a-m i'm guessing that's may something like a date so i'm saying this is flipped okay all right here he comes this is what he flips it up Oh boy. Yeah, right? That's probably, she's probably like, oh, please don't change the words. That's why she f- keeps falling off beat. Yeah. But he's also not <laughs> listening to that. I blame him more than her. He's not yeah. listening to, she's keeping a beat. Follow her. And like, he's just doing his own Jim, thing anyway. Jim, I, you know, when Jim was playing it solo and he was playing with the clapping people, that's got to be the hardest thing when you're a musician because you're trying to keep them clapping at the same rhythm, but also they're not clapping at the right rhythm. Right. So you, you know what I mean? You don't want to make them fall off. You know, it, it's a whole art. He's got one person. Come on, guy. Right. <laughs> anyway, I'm also not out there uh, performing in the pergola at the park, <laughs> the local the local park. <laughs> uh, did you want to hear Jonathan S.'s music? Yeah, I do. Uh, rendition. Okay, here we go. This is Jonathan S.'s music. Uh, another person that switched it up. This is the ceiling sessions. I'll jump ahead a little oh. bit. Oh, <laughs> There's another bedroom video that's pointed directly up at the ceiling fan in a vertical video orientation, yeah. thing, by the way. I dig the harmonies, though. I can't tell what that is on the bottom. Is that like two people wearing hoodies? That's like kind of in frame. Right, and it's just enticing your eye. It's like one of those early internet things where if you look really close and then it jumps out at you. Great voice. Yeah, sure. just say fuck. Fucked up. Yeah. Fucked up. Fucked up, dude. Um, I do have oh, let's let's do this one real quick. 
I've got an acapella from. Ooh, okay. Did you see this one from Ian Antics? No. This is on SoundCloud. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Ian I did. I did hear this one. Antics. I guess SoundCloud doesn't work on Watch Together anymore, so I'm going to have to send this to you. No, it's fine. I got it right here. Oh, sick. Ian Antics. Let's see what you well, got. Well, I, I guess I only listened to enough thinking it was a, uh, 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 or a acapella, but maybe it's not. I can't compete with the clear eyes of strangers. I'm more and more replaced by my friends each night. I can't compete, just can't recover. How many years it's been. Oh, now I want to know. One day in my mind, that's the first step each time. Do you think she says it or no? The heart. Is we'll find out in about 20 seconds. Find. Oh, is it wrapping up pretty quick, huh? Yes, the yeah, heart oh, okay, a minute and a half. It's hard to find. It's hard to find the heart sometimes. Come on, Ian Antics. I can't compete do, 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 with your newfound religion. <laughs> the good word seems everywhere. But good words only. I can't compete with a real education. All right, here we go. All the fucked up things. Yes, right. Can it possibly be any less up to me? Oh, shit. You know what we should have done? The hot was What's played that? Ian Antics over the splittered version. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we could. It's just she sings so, so quickly. I mean. Right. It's the same, <laughs> like if we did, <laughs> like uh, what's um, it called? All right, I'll I'll start the splittered version, and okay. just get, we'll do a little bit of it. Okay. Sick, great. I'm glad we did this. This is good. And, her comment, I just love Jimmy Eat World and bugging my neighbors. Oh, that's cool. Hey, man. I, I love bugging neighbors. Yeah. Um, uh, there was some, I, I didn't watch it, unless you watched these selfish things. Uh, uh-uh, but I have good comments. Oh, you do? Okay, great. Oh, yes. I didn't watch it. I, there's two I want to do from the community um, Okay. before we get out of here. But uh, yeah, if, if you think these selfish things, who I know we've talked about before, um, is worth revisiting, let's do it. Uh, this is the uh, the long distance relative or uh, long lost relative of Jim. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. That's a Taylor man. Oh yeah, flexing on him. Does it? 
I think he does. <laughs> yeah, he pronounces it, man. Uh, <laughs> can't find the harmony. <laughs> There's a lower harmony that's better than the higher one that everybody else is doing. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Sick. All right, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, first is Austin Dinges, uh, yeah. who is from the community. And he posted this uh, somewhere, and I found I want to say it was the Facebook group, but is that a hi hat on the desk? Oh, there? straight up, man! What is yeah, it's just chilling on the there? top of a desk. I'm so confused about the perspective of this room. I think this is just the hidden pictures. Find the owl. Yeah. I spy with my little eye a pair of white sunglasses on a TV tray. I think he's got a tailor too. I can't tell. Or is it a Yamaha? Oh, shit. Dude. That's why it's up there, dude. That was great. Yes. Hell yeah, Austin. Woo. Is he got a cajon down there that he was kicking Dude, to? I don't know what it is. Dude. <laughs> Fucking Bert from Mary Poppins over here. <laughs> Surprise, right? Yeah, this was great. Hitting the 
that ottoman. He well, he's got a drum kit, obviously, so he must have a kick pedal on his like ottoman or something. Yeah, yeah, right. It's it's the kick pedal there, but it's not on a kick drum, right? That is clearly that's a square ottoman. Wow. Yes. Damn, Austin. Yeah, I, all I can say is yes to that. Yes, made with Viva Video. <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, it's just one angle. You didn't edit it or anything. No. Oh, I love the walking off, too. This is like, that's, that's how he ends the, the show. Yeah, those are good. Okay, and lastly, <laughs> we've talked about Steve Thundergudge brings before. And yeah. there's, there's, he had shared his partner, I assume, uh, or sister, Sarah, doing a ukulele cover on Facebook. But he was kind of messing around with her a little bit and talking during it. And then there's a better recording of it I found of her playing the song on YouTube. So I'm going to play the YouTube version, but there is a version up on the Facebook group uh, with uh, Thunder Guns over there messing around. So here we are with Sarah's cover. This is Heart is Hard to Find by Jimmy Eat World from my brother Steve. Brother. There you go. Oh, yeah, man. Her voice is like really lends itself to the ukulele, too. Yeah, she's got that falsetto vibrato. Yeah. Here, drop an F bomb. <laughs> what a contrast! <laughs> totally. Brada is Neverwood. She's awesome. Oh, just chill on a beach, man. Listen Hell yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, lastly, did I make a rave DJ? I did make a rave DJ. So did I. Oh, what'd you make? I don't even remember what this is. Oh. Let's listen to mine first because how confident are you in and you're sounding good? Mine sounds okay. It's not a, okay. It's not a train wreck. Okay. This might be train wreck adjacent. Let's, <laughs> um, mine is titled, uh, Find It Hard to Ground. Okay. I don't, I can't even think of what song I mixed this with. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay. This is a Nickelback. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I can't compete. How's his voice lower? With a cool <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm more and more this is like when I'm listening to my podcast. This <laughs> is a four on the floor beat. How many years it's been? Stay born in my mind. It's the first of each time. Did he say batshit crazy? Batshit crazy, yeah. I thought Nickelback was like a Christian band. There's so much cursing in this song. <laughs> yep, it's, it's a fucking train wreck, dude. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I can't even tell you what the- my thought process was. The beat works. <laughs> oh, I know what I did. I put in four on the floor yeah. rock song. Yeah, That's there what you I go. picked. And it came up with Nickelback Dark Horse, Nailed which it. is, I guess, why it was so popular was because it's a theme song for uh, WWE or something like that. All right, what do you have? I found Ooh. somebody had said that the <gasps> orchestra section sounded like Lost. Yeah. I don't know Lost. So I reached out okay. to the biggest Lost fan I know, Inthia. From formerly of uh, Remain Seated, please, and currently of Pods and Monsters podcast, and I said, someone said this sounds like Lost at two o four. Is there an orchestral track from Lost that sounds like this? She says, huh. there's a song called Moving On that sounds similar and slower. That's my first thought, but I think there might be something from the end of season one. When I have a moment, I'll give a listen and let you know. Well, uh, I you know doing my last minute ass research, I only was able to put it together <laughs> using the song moving on. So I have moving is on to find. Oh, there we go. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just orchestra. It's just extra or- orchestration in with the hard is hard to find. But um, yeah, just uh, I, I'm, I'm going to imagine Kate and Sawyer together. And I don't know what you're they, talking uh, about. These are not, I know words. Know these are not real people. <laughs> these are not things that have happened. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Moving on. I can't compete. Sounds good. Yeah. With pitch wise. I'm more and more replaced by my friends each night. Okay, let's see what they change it to. I can't compete. Oh. <laughs> Just vocals. Jim, Jim, Jim forgot the lyrics. <laughs> Started over. <laughs> so I'm just going to start back from the beginning. I can't come. How many 
I can't come. Chopped up and spit out. I can't Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm more and more replaced by my friends each night. This is the best sound right here. <laughs> I can't compete. I just can't recover. Here we go, Jim. Come on. Yeah, there's um there's some magic in there. Yeah. I don't know, it sounded cool to me. <laughs> he needs to maybe go uh, see a did. doctor it... or something. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. <sighs> Home. Justin, what uh, are your final thoughts on the song Heart is Hard to Find by the band Jimmy Eat World? Such a worthy, such a worthy album opener. Absolutely. And uh, I like this album. It's uh, it seems to be like the little bit of a black sheep, not the black sheep, but it's uh, yeah, like you said, it's just one of those um, albums that just doesn't get uh, the attention that it deserves. And you know, maybe like Courtney said, it, the, the song will grow on you. I absolutely love this song, and uh, and to quote the great Jim, um, I can't come. So, <laughs> what about you, David? Um, yeah, I I I love this song. I, I've I've always loved the song since that YouTube uh, uh, clip linked uh, leaked, and uh, I was so excited when I asked Zach about where that clip was because I couldn't find it, and then I found it, and he retweeted that I'd found it. Um, so that was exciting, and welcome to all the new uh, yeah people that followed us and are maybe hopefully listening to this. So um, uh, I love this song. Uh, this song is so great. Uh, I can't wait till I play it loud in the car again. I really hope that they one day bring it back into the set list, or maybe they do a Phoenix Sessions on it, um, on the album. Uh, I'll bet this is on the lower tier of albums. Yeah, that right. Looking <laughs> we'll get to, do, to but, it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely love this song. Um, can't wait till to do more of it. Uh, and yeah, that's my take. Um, so yeah, there it is. Hard is hard to find. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was. Uh, I don't know. I was trying to think of another transition. I know, but, yeah, um, yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, if if your if you find that your heart ever is hard to find, please remember to continue to be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay.